Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. You turned my wailing into dancing, moved my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. This, I can't think of any other faith tradition besides Judeo-Christian where the promise is given or that God would, would do such a beautiful thing for his people to turn wailing into dancing and so forth. Just how loving is our God to do that for us? There's a modern praise song that we sing occasionally at Stanwich. We sang it more when our Stanford worship was still open, and I'm sure we'll do it again when we reopen there. But the name of the song is Graves into Gardens. I'm just going to read you a couple of the lyrics. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. And then the bridge of that song is so powerful. It says, uh, this is how the tune goes. You turn graves into gardens. Forgive me, I don't have a great voice, but you turn graves into gardens. Picture the morning of the resurrection. You turn bones into armies. That's that Ezekiel vision. You turn seas into highways, the people of God crossing the Red Sea. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. When we sing that song, you know, I usually gravitate towards the old hymns. I love the old hymns, but there's some praise songs like this one that just grab me. And there's something amazing about the whole congregation just singing that out. You turn graves into gardens. You're the only one who can. Oh, I just love our God. And I love what he does for us. You know, he just changes the situation into basically the tragedy of human existence. And he turns it into something joyful and worth dancing over. He's so loving and gracious. Uh, I, I write joy is what we experience when we are connected to God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read any more than that. I'm just going to tell a quick story, which I've told before. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I, I kind of um, stealthfully crawled into scripture uh, maybe I think I, maybe I began with the New Testament. This is after not really knowing the Bible at all through 30 some years of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. even though I'd gone to church and it, it, it just was, I was not connected to it. I was, I was a determined person, but I certainly wasn't a joyful person. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, I, so I started reading and I, I, I got to, uh, I believe it was the gospel of John. And and I've said this before, but it's really important. I experienced joy when I read what I call the overture. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. It's very lyrical. It's very, you you could sing those verses actually. Hmm. Uh, And and basically they're repetition of what you get in Genesis one. But then when I got to Romans, Romans is more intellectual, but the writing mm-hmm. is still profoundly beautiful. Oh my goodness! Uh, and those two things, we, and this is the unexpected part of it. This is where joy comes from. Is is 
the shock of recognition of something you've seen all along but didn't realize you saw it. And the shock of recognition in the uh, in Romans was coming out of my uh, graduate and my my college and even going back to reading Joseph Conrad's um, Victory, uh, which mm-hmm. was a turning point book for me. Uh, but I, 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 I come over all those years, the poetry that I read, Shakespeare, everything. And it, it, the shock of finding Romans late in my, you know, or late in my early life and seeing its connection to Western literature was really one of the things that motivated me to move on and try to get to know the Bible better. And it's it's funny how that works because it was not expected. But the joyfulness of of seeing, in other words, it came alive to me. It was dead to me. Mm-hmm. It came alive mm-hmm. to me. In other words, right. uh, and and I I think that if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the objectives of be of teaching the Bible is is bringing the things we're talking about right here alive to people so they can experience the joy and beauty and, and truth of the word of God. 